Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, October 6th, 2023. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. What is up, Tim? What is up, Bless? The whole studio broke. The whole, well, not studio. The whole studio. One computer broke. One computer broke and it took everything down. One very uh, important just... computer. <laughs> Wasn't yeah, that the it's... computer we were banking it all on? <laughs> It was, and it the studio on shoulders. And here's the here's the thing, just to like pull back the curtain a little bit, right? Is that like, yeah, we've we've had this dream of a supercomputer. Kevin's had this dream of a supercomputer, and it's it's one of those things where we sit and think about it, and we're thinking maybe we're a little bit too uh, ahead of our time with what we want Mm. supercomputers to do. And so we've been working off of one computer in the main control uh, room, where like we have the studio, and it's very beautiful and it's awesome. And then we got this supercomputer to work uh, partially for what we wanted it to. So then we took out the old computer and we're like, all right, we're going to like test out this new new computer. And like after a week, if it's working, we're going to like uh, like kind of redo this old computer and give it to Cool Greg. So Cool Greg has like a better computer to edit on. So it was like a week. This new computer was doing great. And we're like, all right, we're going to completely like wipe this old computer and like uh, get it ready for Cool Greg. And literally two days later. It broke, so now mm. Kevin has to uh, Your dreams has to undo everything we've uh, kind of worked on for the last couple of weeks. So uh, send Kevin some sweet, nasty love when you can, please. Your dreams of creating a supercomputer. I don't know if it's because like we're reviewing Spider-Man to you right now, but it like it gives Spider-Man villain for me. Here's the it, thing: we have it, it really is creating the most. It really computer. is. The worst thing about this, though, is that the supercomputer is built. It's super. It's great. Yeah. Like. The the thing that is holding us back is not the tech. It is not what goes into it. The computer is amazing. It is dumb little things like incompatibility with certain apps. Like OBS just can't run two functions because normal people don't use it that way. It's a very specific mm. use case yeah. we have. And it's the silliest thing. And again, we're ahead of our time. Like we're, we have dumb ideas and we're like, damn, that would be cool if that worked. And we're ahead of our time, Tim. Yeah, it's... I feel like we're not even ahead of the time. It's just that no one's ever going to be where we're at because we're just off of some, some weird alley doing some level. weird shit. All right. I don't yeah. know about all of it. Talk but anyways, to him, Tim. Uh, here's the thing, Bless. Despite the studio being down, today's October 6th. I thought you are going to be like, I'm up. <laughs> I'm, like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm up, baby. Bars. <laughs> nah, we were like 10 days away. Oh, like, we're within 10 days of it being a year of the spare bedroom. Oh. Isn't yeah. that wild to think about? An That's entire crazy, year actually. with the Holy, studio. That year flew by. Yeah. Nuts. Absolutely Am I getting nuts, older? But... Is it the fact that I'm getting older so like time is going faster? Because it does not That's feel like a year. That's how it goes. 
That's how God, it goes, man. Dude. It's scary. Jeez. Oh, man. But you know what? We're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about some video games because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday we come at you live with all the video game news that you need to know. Of course, you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If you don't want to watch live, though, you can watch later on YouTube or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you. If you want to go above and beyond, though, patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go, just like our beautiful Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. Uh, because of their support, they don't get ads. They get a whole bunch of bonus content. They get to watch a bunch of shows live as we record them, and they won't hear the ads for Rocket Money, Shady Race, and DoorDash that the rest of you will hear about later. But not yet. Because right now you're going to hear about some housekeeping. We're throwing a meet and greet fundraiser for Extra Life. Actually, Square Pie Guys is throwing a meet and greet fundraiser for Extra Life. You can come and hang out with us, though, on Wednesday, October 25th. Uh, we'll be celebrating the launch of the Kind of Funny Pizza, a buffalo chicken pie, and raising money for the big, beautiful kids. All proceeds from the tickets go to our Extra Life fundraising. You'll be entered to win fabulous prizes, and you'll get to hang out with some of us. You can get your ticket. Yes, this is a ticketed event at kindoffunny.com slash SPG party. That's Square Pie Guys party, everybody. Tim, is this party going to be popping off? Oh, should yeah. I, should I, like, because I was debating, because Greg was talking about it in the meeting, and I was like, mm -hmm. you know, is this one of, one of those ones where I should stay home and play video games, or should I show mm -hmm. up? Like, are the vibes going to be right? The vibe's going to be right. Bless, this right. one, like, you, you can't pass up the opportunity of this being, like, your first, like, legit kind of funny meet and greet. But I've made it so far. You know, I'm about to I've made it so far. <laughs> I'm about to hit four years of working at Kind of Funny without ever attending a meet and greet. Yeah. <laughs> like, is... I, I might be the longest person to work here that's never met a fan. You know what I mean? Like the never met a fan. <laughs> no, that's not true. You've met fans. <laughs> like I might like, we have a fan on our on our soccer team. But like, you know, I'm like I made it so far. What if I just become mystery? What if I become Batman? Like you never see me. No, because the then you're just now you're just ripping off Cool Greg, you know, and Cool Greg's the night. He's the mystery <laughs> of kind of funny. But Cool Greg's, but he's been to meet and greets. That's true. You know? That's true. I got to leg up on him. So um, one fun thing, this is the, the Ghirardelli Square location of uh, Square Pie Guys, which is awesome. So yeah, I've never be been. Really I'm cool excited one. for that one. Cool one for people to go to if you want to check out. Um, bless. Uh, there's some more housekeeping actually a new ps i love you xoxo is up right now with greg and bless talk about how they'd run playstation so you can check that out saw six review is up right now i love how much we still are loving this franchise saw and review i recommend anybody listen to because it's another one of those ones even if you don't like the movies the content is there there's insanity mm. we're I can, falling apart i can back that up as uh <laughs> i have never seen the saw movies and i never plan on it uh and i have not been directing the saw in reviews uh but i did yesterday because kevin was busy and even just out of context listening to them talk about saw six was one of the most unhinged chaotic hilarious podcasts uh i've listened to from us in a long time so definitely yeah. check it out it is it is a great in review because there's so many convoluted twists and turns and breaking them down is just very satisfying so you can check that out and then over on patreon a new remember blank about assassin's creed is up right now so you can check that out as well uh but bless i want to get back to you real quick mm -hmm. uh you guys have been doing soccer the yeah. football right football. every week you're going out y'all been getting your asses handed to you y'all yes. are trying there's been a lot of learning whatever not a single score has been made, as far as I know. Last correct. night, y'all mm -hmm. went in talking a lot of shit. Yep. Hey, I heard I heard someone say yesterday we might win one tonight. 
And I was like, that seems like a lofty goal. Who, who, who was that? Who said that? Uh, I, it must I, have been Roger. No, sounds- you know, I think I think it was my brother, actually. I think oh, it was okay. my brother. Uh, and he was just like, oh, yeah, because we're going up against a team that has a similar Trajectory, win ratio. Yeah, yeah exactly. Should have said loss ratio. But um, my question to you, did anyone get a single point on your team last night? So, yeah, it was the, the two losers going up against each other. Oh. And... We lost. Nobody made a goal. No! Nobody made a goal. We got so close, though. Like, we had so many opportunities. To, we even got a corner kick. We got, like, oh. three corner kicks. Like, we had so we were knocking on the door, but it was just that thing of, like, it was a rough start. The big problem with our team is that attendance has been very in- inconsistent. And so we've just not been able to play with the same people and actually get a flow going. Because yeah. when we, like, first half, they must have scored, like, four goals against us in the first half like once things got going but then after the second half like second half was very even oh i believe they probably only scored maybe one goal on us in the second half and we were again knocking on the door um if our team was able to kind of get it together and like you know kind of get a flow going maybe do a practice or two like at least maybe show up and have subs and stuff i think we'd actually pretty decent but yeah like it's it's rough out here it's very fun though still because I, I, I get so proud and happy seeing the improvement from every single person on our team where I look at Roger McCorney and Roger is putting his body on the line. I look at Snow Mike Mike and he's getting some blocks and he's he's like, you know, I, I called him Tom Clancy yesterday because he was in the back. He was in the <laughs> he was in um the goal, right? Because he was playing goalie. He was commanding. He was placing the pieces. He was calling out strategy. He was telling people to press the, the offense, right? He was doing all the Was right he also writing no- novels? He was also writing novels okay, back okay. there in the goal, in the, in the in the goal. But then, like, I think, man, like, if we were just warmed up and had a better flow going, I'll I'll be honest, I wasn't happy with my own performance, Tim. Because I, I was, Roger was going for headshots, man. Like that seems like a blessed special right there. Yeah, he was going for headers, and honestly, like, I was dodging the headers. I was I was like I was too afraid because <laughs> we. So this guy named Jackson. It was his first uh, time showing up to our soccer team. Mm-hmm. And he's this cool dude. He's played uh, soccer before. He's a bit taller. He wears glasses. Like, and, like, he was, he was in there ready to go. And he was, pre- he was playing pre- pretty well. Around 20 minutes in, somebody kicks the ball. And the ball hits him straight in the face and snaps his glasses in half. Like, perfectly in half. And I was like, ah, fuck. I feel I like soccer's not a glasses game. And that's the thing. This isn't the first time this has happened to y'all. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is I wear glasses. And so, like, I see that happen. And then after that, every header that came my way, I was like, no. <laughs> like, I'm not going to risk this shit. Uh, and so, yeah, like, I think that brought my performance down. Um, we are, because this was the first game where we had so many scoring opportunities compared to the last one, like, we're still rusty on the finishing, right? Like, we're actually not get we're getting the opportunities, we're not getting the goals. And that is because, like, you know, I'll see our guy Kyle, and I'm like, oh, Kyle's good for a pass. I get him a pass, and, like, my pass is a bit too strong, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, we're obviously. just not able to get the last pass. Like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's rough, but I think we're all having a good time. We're all improving. And I, I think we'll be back for another season. I can, I can see us signing up again. <laughs> The kind of For funny soccer loss. team will return. You will return. But we'll see how that goes. But enough about that. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Six stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one. The Last of Us 2 Remastered has been listed on Naughty Dog's developers, link, on a Naughty Dog developers LinkedIn. 
This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. The Last of Us 2 Remastered has been spotted on the LinkedIn profile of a Naughty Dog developer. The developer in question is lead outsource artist Mark uh, Payahirio, who has been at the Sony studio since January 2021, responsible for overseeing the production of all uh, outsourced environment art assets, weapons, and interactive props for two iconic titles, The Last of Us Part 1 and The Last of Us 2 Remastered, reads his LinkedIn profile. Uh, I'm going to stop right there and say that if they release the game and they have it called The Last of Us Part 1 and then this one's called The Last of Us 2 Remastered, I'm going to grab a pillow and scream <laughs> into it, okay? Well, you know, you don't like you don't like, you know, getting a little crazy with the branding, you know? I really really Who don't. who needs consistency? God, it's the PS5 so. version. It's uh, it's remastered. We got to sell it, you know what I mean? Like people don't get confused when they call the new one The Last of Us 1 because like oh, the last one, the last Last of Us 1 was so long ago. The Last, last, last of Us Part 2, that was a PS4 game. We got to show them that it's remastered this time. The Last of Us Part 2.0. Because here's that? the thing. We already got Last of Us 1 remastered, and yep. that was a PS4 game. So they couldn't call it Last of Us 1 remastered again. But this yeah. one, they can call Last of Us 2 remastered. But when it comes out on the PlayStation 6, they'll just call it Last of Us 2. <laughs> Think about it. They need to just call it The Last of Us Part 2. Just do that. Part 2, T-W-O differentiate it keep it in line with the other one and, and move the fuck on i think what you're also, forgetting is that they're going to release the last is one plus two director's cut <laughs> can't make that a thing uh, also well, why isn't it called a director's cut because it's not well yeah well, well Sony like, hasn't officially announced the last of us part two remaster one is anticipated in july the last of us part two composer gustavo seemingly let slip that an enhanced version of the game was in development at naughty dog uh they also composed the original game we already know that shit uh during the conversation one of the interviewers expressed his delight at playing the game and finding out that uh gustavo has a cameo in it in the section in question the Ar argentinian musician can be found playing a song with a ron rocco one of my favorite instruments. According to Spanish language website Vandal, uh, they then revealed that a new version of the game was in the works, which players will be able to, you can make him play certain tracks before adding that he wasn't allowed to reveal any more information. So, all right, there's, there's like some new stuff in it potentially. So call maybe it a, call it a, a director's the director, cut. <laughs> the director has yeah. made some cuts. The, the director's made some cuts. Was, um, was Ghost of Tsushima for PS5, was that a director's cut? Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah, think I that think, and Death Stranding are the only director's the, cuts, right? I'm surprised they didn't do more of that. Like, I wonder what, I wonder if there was like something in terms of the analytics and the numbers where they're like, oh man, director's cut doesn't hit as hard as a remastered or something like that. But I'm going into this thinking that they might call it a director's cut because if you're going to add in new content and have Gustavo, the composer, available in the game as like a KK Slider <laughs> type character <laughs> that you meet in post apocalyptic Seattle. <laughs> Like, well, can we can we pause and talk about how ridiculous that is? This is a serious game with serious themes, <laughs> and they put in Gustavo as KK Slider. Hey, uh, you know any uh, aha songs? And he's like, I have just the one. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, can you play the the, the song? Well, fuck, what was the song Joel be singing at the beginning of Last of Part 2 with the guitar that Greg Future Miller days. always references? Yeah, Future like, you know, can you ask Gustavo to play Future Days? Like, yeah. I'm very curious about what, what that's going to be. But also, well, how like, many I, songs can we ask him to do? You know what I mean? Do you think I mean, we can how get many some, songs Drake, soundtrack? some Drizzy? Oh my god, he just starts doing karaoke. Like it very much just turns into like, hey, here's some pre-apocalyptic pre hits. I'm gonna Hell sing yeah. God's Plan by Drake. Uh, pre-apocalyptic hits. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, this is exciting, right? Like, uh, very exciting. I, it's expected. I think at some point we all knew that this that this was going to happen. It just makes sense. Um, I I think the question was more so in what form is this going to happen? Because we speculated all over the place of is this going to be a last of <laughs> last of us factions two mixed in with this thing? Is it going to be a last of us one plus two? you know, package that you put out there, or is it just gonna be a Last of Us 2 director's cut? I think now that we have Last of Us Part 1 for PS5, it kind of makes sense to just drop this alone. And then if you want to, down the line, you can do PSN deals of like, yeah, buy both for $500, knowing PlayStation or whatever it is. Um, So this is cool. I'm excited for it because I love Last of Us. I specifically love Last of Us 2. And I feel like with the amount of Last of Us 1 that we've had recently, which is a lot, because I feel like the majority of us replayed 1 leading into the launch of 2. And then the show came out. And then the remake came out. And we're like, I guess we're playing through again. So we've been, we're very familiar with that story at this point, uh, even more so than we were before. Uh, whereas Last of Us 2, I've only played through the one time. And I've wanted to go back to it many times, but I've kind of just been waiting for hopefully they do something like this. Like, I'm still surprised years later that Last of Us Part Two came out on PS4 alone. Because once that delay happened and we were buttoned up against the... Plus, do you remember how wild 2020 was? 2020 was insane. <laughs> like, can we just talk about that? Because like again? they released last, like everything got delayed, mm-hmm. partly because of the pandemic, but then also partly just because shit got delayed. And then yeah, they released Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima in like a month and a half span. And then, and then a PS5, and then and Miles Morales. Like, holy shit! Man. And Astro's Playroom. Like we talked oh about. Oh my god. We're, we're yeah. talking about 2023 versus 2017. We might have to put 2020 in the mix. Because that it's shit just, was wild. It was a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, wild year. Absolutely yes, wild Final year. Final Fantasy VII remake came out like, like a month or two before. Yeah, nuts, man. But what was wild, though, is that as Last of Us got pushed back, and we're all like, there's no way the PS5 is actually going to hit in November because there's a pandemic happening. But then it did. It was like, we got so close that I was always surprised. I never thought they were going to purely go over to PS5, but I thought that it would have been like a Breath of the Wild type um launch where it was on on both and it wasn't which i always thought was uh surprising and i was let down by because it's like i wanted to push the tech board get the dual sense all that stuff but now that that didn't happen then i'm happy that it's happening this many years removed because it feels like the right time especially if they're going to be adding content that gets me really excited but from a general market perspective this makes a lot of sense for the people that are like us like i just described that haven't played this game for a couple years now but then also for the people that just watched the HBO show and then played the game and then now maybe are excited for the sequel, this is going to be the best way for them to play it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think this serves a, a, a lot of utility, right? Like this is this is going to be for, yeah, the people who watched the TV show, picked up <clears throat> Last of Us 1 um, for the PS5, right? And like you got to, I think when it comes to these types of news stories, you have to remember who this is for. And talking about the Last of Us 1 for PS5, that was for people that just watched the show and for people who picked up a PS5 and may not have played Last of Us 1 before or big fans like us who have played Last of Us 1 before and just want to play it again, but a lot prettier, right? Like that works for for, uh, for those markets. And yeah, like now that you have enough people that have probably gone back and played it, they're going to put out another version that is the prettiest, most um, like most up-to-date version as possible. And, you know, I, I, as we're talking, right, I, I look at Chad and I like to see the feedback and a lot of people are like, Oh, but like you know, this, why are you gonna waste waste um, resources on this? Like, why do we need this and all this stuff? Remember, remasters are not a new thing. Like, this is I don't expect them to go in here and remake it from the ground up like they did for Last of Us One, right? Like, they're just going to add in like all the bells and whistles that the PS5 
offers. And so that means you're going to get like the performance mode, ray tracing, like that kind of stuff, right? That means you're going to get the power of the SSD and all, and like the dual sense uh, functionality. And honestly, like that sounds exciting for me, right? Like it's not necessarily like the most exciting drop of the year, but it's something that would be worthwhile enough for me to go back and re-experience this game that I really love. And so for all that, I think that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, like I hope I hope we see it soon. Like I hope this is a 2024 thing. Yeah, and I, I also think it's important to point out that I don't think that this is for everybody. Like I understand that like me and you are excited about this because in particular, we're excited about replaying Last of Us 2. Whereas I feel like a lot of other people are like, what the fuck? I already played this game. Why would you be charging $70 for it or whatever it ends up being? But I feel like it's just the newest version of the game for people that haven't played, and it's going to make sense for that. Whereas for people that can wait, I guarantee this is the type of game that goes on sale. This is the type of game that oh, within sure. a year or two is going to end up on PlayStation Plus, whatever they're calling it at that point in time. You know what I mean? I'm not confident they're going to find with a new word for scheme. deluxe. Yeah, yeah. Well, somehow they'll discover a new synonym for deluxe. And the, have you seen the Spotify like, Sue Premium thing? Uh huh. I did. I saw, I saw that and I thought I was I was tripping. Like I I because I, I was in the Spotify font right, but I just saw the word Sue Premium and I was yeah. like, oh, somebody's having fun in Photoshop. So they're they're doing it, man. It's crazy. Exciting news. Price I don't really love, but anyways um yeah this last of us two stuff not a surprise at all right no like exactly if anything like i hope like i mean i think it'd be fascinating if it did come with a new chapter for a new story that focuses in on like maybe a character we didn't think about or like a character Mm -hmm. that maybe deserved more story like what's what's the name of the the um dude who was part of like abby's faction who's like the leader who i felt like didn't get nearly enough character development um michael was that the black dude? Like the scary so. black dude? I think was, so. There's no way his name was just Michael. I think it was Michael. Isaac. Was it? Isaac. It was Isaac. Okay. Yeah, it was Isaac. Um, why? Yeah. Hold on. So why is Michael out of the question? But like, Isaac. In my, in my head, totally. I was like, no, it's a more biblical name. <laughs> like it's something that uh. that speaks more. Well, oh, uh, isn't Michael so yeah. also a biblical name though? I mean, I'm pretty sure it is, but like, it doesn't hit like Isaac. <laughs> like Isaac is really biblical. Michael is only a little. I'll, I'll I know so many that. Michaels. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. 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 Um, I, but yeah, I like if guys. I could get like an Isaac backstory and play that for like three to four hours, and the same way that Ghost of Tsushima had an Iki Island thing, or like you know, I just pick up Isaac as just a random character. You, there are so many characters in that universe that I think could get a backstory, could get additional DLC, just a short story in that world that I think would, would be cool for a director's cut. There's no way. I love what you're saying, but there's just mm-hmm. absolutely no way. We right? got left behind. We did get left behind. I, I just I, that that's different though. Like I feel like. I don't know. I would love if that were the case. I just don't see any added content to this being actual substantive stuff. It's more just KK Slider, <laughs> which is actually <laughs> so fucking funny. Somebody in uh, chat says, Jesus, Michael Christ. <laughs> really uh, story number two. Um, this is, I think, following up on something that we've already talked about. Um, if not, it just sounds very similar because we talk about this. We shit talk all about the time. this kind of story all the time. Yes, but uh, Telltale confirms layoffs. This comes from Matt Wales at Eurogamer. Telltale Games, the resurrected developer behind the likes of the Expanse of Telltale series and the upcoming The Wolf Among Us 2, has confirmed layoffs at the studio after a former employee shared a message on social media claiming most of his team had been let go last month. 
News of the layoffs at Telltale began circulating after cinematic artist Jonah Huang, uh, who's worked at the uh, studio in both its current and original incarnation, which closed down in 2018, claimed the studio laid most of us off in early September. Uh, they also appeared to imply further troubles for The Wolf Among Us 2, which was originally due to release this year before Telltale pulled, pushed it back to 2024 to avoid burnout and crunch, saying he couldn't comment on the status of its development due to a binding NDA. Quote, our team was very small, and I was genuinely excited for the game. Telltale's yet to publicize any of what has happened. Now, though, responding to a question from Eurogamer, uh, Telltale has confirmed job losses at the studio. Quote, due to current market conditions, we regrettably had to let some of our Telltale team go recently. We did not take this action lightly, and our commitment to storytelling and finding new ways to do so remains the same. We're grateful to everyone for their dedication along this journey, and we're working to support everyone impacted. Uh, they did not reveal the number of employees affected by layoffs, but did provide comment on the status of the game. All projects currently in development are still in production, and we have no further updates at this time. That would at least imply that Wolf Among Us 2 remains in production despite recent job losses at the studio. I don't I don't think we've actually talked about the Telltale stuff yet, which is wild because we've talked about layoffs so much on the show within the last yeah. few weeks. Um this is wild in the sense that like we've had this story with with Telltale before of the studio closing down and this is the return of Telltale and so quickly I think we're seeing that downturn of hey yeah, we're laying people off, we're getting rid of like a seemingly like a large amount of staff and what is that going to do for the projects that we have currently in development cuz I believe they're the ones that are doing the Expanse game that is currently in season. And then also they have the Wolf Among Us coming up, Wolf Among Us 2 uh, coming up that a lot of people are, 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 are excited for. And if you're getting rid of like this many people, like I wonder what that does for the project. It seems like, you know, looking into it, a lot of people who are, um, who are part of the layoffs are saying that like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this. Like we're not allowed to say explicitly, but like have no idea like what the next move is for, for, uh, for this project. Um, but it's sad. Like it's 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 sad for a number of reasons. It's sad just for what the state of the industry is currently, where we're seeing all these layoffs happen back to back to back. It's sad for I think Telltale, which is a studio that, you know, I think we can identify the places in which they went wrong in that initial run. And you would hope that in the return of that studio, they would correct those things. And like, and I'm sure like these, I don't think these are the same problems as the original Telltale, right? But like, I would have loved for them to get another shot at being that studio because I think they're so unique and so special in what they do and the kind of games they make. And, you know, we look back at The Walking Dead, um, the, the Telltale series, and, like, how much we love that, right? I look back at Tales from the Borderlands. Um, like, I'm sure Greg looks back at Batman, right? Like, I've, there are so many different series that they did that hit for people, and not many devs make that kind of game in the same way that Telltale does. And so um, I think that's another sad element of it. But then, yeah, like, just to see this happen so quickly after they're their return um sucks and so yeah man it, it. It, it's rough up there and this one this one feels different in a, in a couple ways but like mainly that telltale they're trying to succeed here and it's not working you know and this is something mm -hmm. that we talk a lot about the games industry at large of how the games keep ballooning and when they don't meet the sales expectations then that's when these layoffs occur because people are moving money around to you know protect the the higher ups and protect the team to the best of their abilities even to continue functioning period and where those priorities lie we kind of see uh fall on the wrong side most of the time but when it comes to telltale here it's like we've seen them like die before and then get resurrected and resurrected and try again and i feel like all of us have commented to some point in the last couple of years that oh wow they're they announced this project and this project 
and that project this sounds like too much <laughs> like this yeah. uh, this sounds like repeating a lot of the mistakes of the past that I do think is armchair quarterbacking a bit because there's also the reality that you need the multiple projects to be able to make the the money to be able to continue to go. So they are really just hedging their bets. And it sounds like they just made some of the wrong bets. What is the appetite for these type of games these days? And more so, how do you monetize those uh, with the amount of subscription services out there and the game passes and things like that, which I feel Telltale's in just such a complicated situation for the type of game that they make that I don't think they've ever actually successfully found a viable replicable strategy for releasing their episodic titles where they had wins here and there they had some i mean amazingly critically acclaimed games but i feel like they just kept taking swings and it got to a point that they never actually locked in oh here's what our product can look like in a way that uh doesn't isn't too much for the audience to take on isn't too much to be able to market and promote these episodic um titles but then also it are, are, are games that could be supported by the team making them as opposed to them all needing to yeah. either crunch to get things done or changes have to be made so they're not crunching and then everyone gets laid off because things aren't working and also like i think there's also the thing of uh, you know the internet you hinted at this is like are the games hitting right and like there's a varying level of quality but i think what really started to show toward the latter part of the old telltale's life is that their game the like i don't know if it was the engine i don't know what it was i don't know if it was the lack of time that they were taking but like those games were broken like those games were buggy those games like it they felt so janky and they never took the time to go oh how do we elevate and so i think that really had an effect on how those things were received and how like spread thin it felt like they were because you look at the amount of projects they're taking is it's not like they were taking the wrong projects because all the ip all the things that they announce every single announcement it was like oh shit they're making game of thrones oh shit they're making guards of the galaxy oh shit they're making batman oh shit like they had so they had an embarrassment of riches of ips and projects that they were working on but i think when you keep saying when i think when you say yes too much because all of your options seem like slam dunk options and you don't take a second to go oh wait are we managing our time and are we actually treating these games with like a quality level of um of, of like production right are we treating these things in a way that they're going to come out and be these games that are going to score high be these games that people are going to be able to play without having to complain about how they run and how how they do all these things when you keep saying yes then I think you kind of have those dominoes topple down and now it's a, oh man, these aren't performing as well as we want to, despite the IPs being so big. Yeah. Sad to see, you know, hopefully one day these stories will stop, but till yeah. then we're going to keep talking about them. Uh, but before we move on talking about the next story, which is another thing that God, I hope one day we're done talking about. Let me give you a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kinda Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a dash 
Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And we're back. What's Tim looking for? He's looking for something. We're back, everybody. Story number three. Microsoft wants to close this giant Activision Blizzard deal next week. This comes from Tom Warren at The Verge. Uh, Microsoft is planning to finalize its 68.7, just call it 69, you cowards, billion dollar proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard next week. Um, I don't believe it, but we'll see. Bless. We will. <laughs> We're finally see. there. The, I can see the finish line. A source familiar with Microsoft's plans tells The Verge that the company is eyeing up Friday, October 13th. Friday the 13th, everybody. Oh, guys, come on. You're setting, you're setting yourselves up for failure there. Come on, you couldn't do it by the 12th or delay it until the 16th? Come on, Microsoft. What are you doing to yourself? 
figure it out, man. Uh, October 13th, it will be the closing date where it announces to the world that the 20-month process to buy Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard is over. <laughs> the console <laughs> wars have ended. <laughs> that date will still depend on the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, uh, though a regulator that blocked Microsoft's deal earlier this year. Microsoft's recently restructured the deal to transfer cloud gaming rights for current and new Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft, which still tickles me to no end. Uh, and the Xbox maker secured preliminary approval from the CMA late last month as a result. The CMA has a deadline that expires today on gathering opinions over whether it should grant consent to Microsoft to proceed with the merger. A final decision decision from the CMA is expected next week and barring any surprise last minute changes should allow Microsoft to close its deal. Microsoft and Activision extended their deal deadline to October 18th recently, but if Microsoft's able to close its deal next week, then it will bring to a close a 20-month process of regulatory approvals and battles across Europe and the U.S. a Why little they, earlier than expected. <laughs> they make it sound like the war. Mm -hmm. It is the console war, bless. I mean, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. They're yeah, I feel like streets. The, the big news to me here is that yeah, Friday the 13th lands in October, which I think should be a bigger deal. Like I feel like when that happens, I know we should get a second Halloween, because it's like what are we doing? It's it's October. And we're getting a Friday mm -hmm. the 13th. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's it, a, it, like, it's awesome. Are we going out on Friday? Like, what what's what are we doing? What are we doing? Should we take you back know, the oh, night? I actually am. I am I, I'm, I am down to take back the night. I'm, I'm going to dress up in costume. Or at least I'm going to wear, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, all yeah. black or something. I don't know. Like, we got to find a way to celebrate Friday, Friday the 13th. We mm. got to do something. And we might be celebrating <laughs> this being over. Not having to talk about this anymore. Bless. Oh, they we're going to keep talking about it. Yeah, I know. From, but at least we could talk about it potentially from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. But uh, what, what lines up here is we've been hearing about this mid-October date for a long time. So it, it actually does feel like we're getting to the end of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, this is the finish line here, right? And so, so like, and it's been that thing where obviously inevitably this is going to happen. Um, it was going to be about how many concessions were Microsoft and Activision going to make in order to make this happen. <laughs> One of those concessions was going to Ubisoft to have the streaming rights over Call of Duty, which is weird. Sure. Um, but yeah, like I think once once we cross, right? I think my question more so becomes when do we start seeing the fruits of this pop up? When do we start seeing the Call of Duties on Game Pass? Like whether it's, you know, the um, legacy Call of Duty games or even the new Call of Duty games, like when does that start happening? When do we stop seeing the um, PlayStation exclusive content? for Call of Duty, right? Because, like, they've always had those exclusive deals, whether it be, like, the special uh, Spec Ops mode or whatever. When do we stop seeing that stuff happen? Um, you know, Tim, what's so funny? What are, what are you laughing at? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Sorry. <laughs> when do we see Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, where is question. he? Where Where's is Tony he? Hawk's Where's Tony Hawk? Save the Hawkster, man. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a good X-Cast uh, episode for them to look at the Bethesda acquisition and kind of come up with a timeline for it of, like, it was this many months when the library showed up on Game Pass. It was this many months when blah, 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 just to like kind of see. It won't be one-to-one, -one, but I feel like there's at least some type of pattern there that we might be able to look at. There's a ton of differences with this, though, with all the weird Call of Duty, like, non-exclusive clauses and all that stuff. But um, I, I do think we're going to, once this goes through, I imagine that the catalog of prior Activision stuff is going to start rapidly being added to Game Pass. If um, Phil Spencer came to you mm -hmm. and he poached you and was like, I'm making you the <clears throat> the head of 
acquisition, um, like, you know, acquisition transition, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, hey, Tim, you're gonna be the one in charge of how we go about <clears throat> our announcements and like, what are the three big things that we're making happen in, let's say, the first uh, six months of oh, this I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked, Bless, because first six months, we start off with an absolute banger. Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remake 3 plus 4. Amen. Okay? We released that shit. Then, no less, no less than 13 months later than that, Tony Hawk's Underground 1 plus yeah! 2. Okay. okay, first of all, yes. But also, mm -hmm. I asked for the first six months. Mm -hmm. How are we fucking... We're like 18 months out the, down the line now. You're right. You're right. I want an announcement within that six months for a release no less than 13 uh, months. Okay. And then on the final day... The, no, you know what? On, on day one, and this is this is the, the most important one, all right? Mm -hmm. But it is just for me, but I am the most important person here, okay? I want the ability to have cross-save with my Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remake 1 plus 2. <laughs> Because mm. I'm never going to get this goddamn platinum. I've been grinding for years, you guys. And if it was playable on the Switch, and if that counted towards it, I would eventually get it. When I'm on an airplane, I'd just be grinding away. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah, those are the three things that I would do. Do you have to, like, what grind about a you? certain amount of mileage? Is, is that what the trophy it's is? It's not so much. It, it's just to get to level 100, you just need an insane amount uh, of experience that it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. But what would you do, Bless? And there's no way it's as good as my suggestion. I mean, I don't know what the legalities are or what the fine print is, but, like, in the first six months, we're getting every Call of Duty on Game Pass, at least the legacy ones, right, up to a certain point. Um, like, I, we're doing that. We're turning on the servers, and we're having people go crazy in their original Black Ops. Like, Black Ops 1 through 3 and Modern Warfare, like... You know, I we're we're reigniting classic Call of Duty in a way that is bigger and better than ever, and having people like bathe in the nostalgia of it. That's first and foremost. We're getting Call of Duty on Game Pass as soon as we can. Um, secondly, secondly, we are giving toys for Bob, um, Banjo Kazooie, to either remake oh, or make a new one. Let me let, let's start good. with the remake, and then we're gonna make a new one. Yeah, that's we're good, giving toys Wes. for Bob, Banjo Kazooie. And then thirdly, we're making Overwatch 3, and we're going to make it an actual sequel this time. <laughs> we're actually going to make it. It's going to be an actual jump. Hey, we're doing the things that y'all thought we didn't have the balls to do. <laughs> we're refreshing the roster. We're treating this like a fighting game, all right? New roster for Overwatch 2, all new maps, um, is the, the modes you love, right? But also some new modes, of course. Um, uh you know like a new fucking launcher it's not gonna just update overwatch one no it's a new game this time we're starting from the yeah. ground up new game uh, so y'all have uh, both of y'all have passed but to get that a plus score there's something that both of y'all left off mm. which is that mm. we're also going to bring back all of the old school guitar heroes on game pass so that's a good point. I was going to bring that up. I think that we have a very interesting uh, opportunity ahead of us. Microsoft does that. I, I think that they will lean into. So we've we talked about this last couple months of the Call of Duty's coming back and how exciting it was for that weekend or whatever, where everyone's on the servers playing Modern Warfare 2, the original one and all that, that, that excitement. I feel like Microsoft can tap into that nostalgia in such a, a particular way that Activision could have, but they never did. Microsoft has shown that they love to kind of create those type of events. And especially now with what their ecosystem has become, I wouldn't be surprised if once this stuff starts going through, in addition to them, you know, once those dominoes start really going with all the new brand new first party uh, titles coming from their many, many studios that they'll have, 
there's also the opportunity to create really exciting moments of nostalgia plays where whether it's the call of duty franchise and celebrating that with specific ways or potentially this is unlikely but could be cool they release guitar hero controllers and make a big celebration of like yo you can play all the guitar heroes on game pass and that way it's like celebrating and adding value to the subscription service but then also potentially making money on some hardware on the side that is a little bit more complicated but i wouldn't be surprised if they take it seriously uh in a way that activision never did let me do well, one thing is that, like, you know, I, you would have to start selling those those the peripherals again because ain't nobody got those left in their closet. Oh, yeah, like, no, no. Guitar, I, I would yeah. think it'd be a new one, right? I feel like... Well, yeah, because, like, one. modern consoles aren't going to be able to have the inputs for what those controllers oh, were able to plug into as well, right? That's true, yeah. Well, I guess maybe, like, the... Uh, Tim, what was the Guitar Hero rock band that came out? Like, guitar right, Live? Right as Kind of Funny started. Was that live? How is that able to connect to modern consoles with that Bluetooth or? Ooh, I don't even remember. Yeah. 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 That was but I forgot that happened. <laughs> they tried. They really tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, there a lot of lot of interesting things ahead of us. Maybe next week this will be done and then we'll be able to talk more about like what's gonna happen uh now where we know that it, things are going to start coming to Xbox, but when and what does that look like? Oh, um, also, we're canceling Indiana Jones, or we're putting out Wolfenstein 3. You're right? such a fuck. Enough you, so, enough you know how many Wolfenstein people you're going to upset? Just make Wolfenstein yeah, 3. Yeah, the 10 right? people That's are going to be real about. upset. I'm sure all five of those Indiana Jones fans. You're such a fuck. <laughs> and one, like, like, like one, one of those five is Todd Howard himself, you know? <laughs> you know what's oh, funny? Uh, that Guitar Hero Live, the Let's Play that me and Alfredo did, is... I think to this day, the most popular video on the kind of funny games channel. I remember the day that came out. That's great. I remember the day we did it. Yeah. The, it was the, the developers were shocked that we were recording a let's play at a preview event. And they're like, <laughs> no one's ever done this before. Innovative. I was talking with Roger last night at, at our soccer game about like, Oh yeah, well, how are we gonna tackle reviews or whatever? Like, oh, do we even have time to do a review for like a Sonic Superstars when Mario and Spider Man are coming out? And I was like, hey, Roger, like Sonic reviews do do good view good views more than you think, right? And like, oh, yeah. I looked it up. Sonic Mania review, uh -huh. kind of funny. It's like over a hundred thousand views on YouTube. No, the Sonic Mania preview, I think it was. Or oh, what, was the are preview? you talking about? What was the review also? I think the review also because it was Sonic Mania review plus Hellblade. Oh my god, that's that is awesome. Good for yeah. that because I I know our Sonic. Okay, so yeah, let's play Guitar Hero Live. Is at one point five million views right now. It is our number one most watched video. Uh, but let's look at kind of funny Sonic Mania. Yeah, it's at one hundred and seventeen k. Yeah, that's wild. And then the uh, um the kind of funny plays preview we did for it is at one hundred and eighty four k. And that's just because a bunch of people were assholes and they were like being very inappropriate about our guest being on the show it was mm. a woman and people were like oh my god a woman on camera like this they must mm. be flirting with tim and it was like y'all are fucking idiots and it was like one of the first time we had to have a real conversation with the community of like nah y'all don't be doing that shit but anyways a lot of solid motherfuckers out there also i missed it but i think it was ernie cooper in chat that was like oh they're insane for thinking wolfenstein is bigger than indiana jones i am talking about what i want from machine games but also oh, yeah. like All in right? the video game back everyone give but indiana jones a fucking <laughs> haze light or somebody i want a fucking wolfenstein in the general ip space yeah give it to indy in the video sure, yeah. game realm that's wolfenstein's territory baby 
Yeah, but this by default, <laughs> by default, that argument you could also apply to uh, it's Blinks the Time Cats realm, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you know what? That'd be is. a good argument. <laughs> if you're gonna make it, if you're if you're making a game about time manipulation and being a cat, yeah, this is Blinks the Time Sweepers fucking realm. All right, get out of here if you're fucking I don't know Loki or some shit. Good lord. I don't story number four. Tim Sweeney admits Epic Games had financial problems 10 weeks prior to studio layoffs. This comes from Tyler Lyles at IGN. This is a longer one. It's also a fascinating one. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney's admitted the company was grappling with the financial problem 10 weeks before announcing sweeping layoffs in an unexpected admission during Unreal Fest earlier this week. In a post on the social media platform X, spotted by Polygon, uh, user Immature Gamer X uh, uploaded a video recorded during one of the sessions available on the first day of the annual conference focused on Unreal Engine. However, this session is not included in the live streams available to the public. Sweeney elaborated more on Epic's financial woes that led to the company laying off 830 employees late last month. Sweeney explained that management became aware of how dire their financial difficulties were just 10 weeks before the announcement. This wasn't a right sizing. I think we were in the right size and I loved our original plans. This was a survival move that was necessary. And what we did accomplish, the one thing is we stabilized our finances so we won't run out of money as we build the metaverse. Uh, while Sweeney did not speak freely about the change in Epic's financial struggles, he admitted that the company relied heavily on Fortnite's revenue in recent years. Even with the revenue Fortnite brought in for Epic, the company's been spending more than it's been making, something Sweeney disclosed in the letter sent out to the staff last week. One costly venture is Epic's ongoing legal feud with Apple, which dates back to 2020 when Epic sued Apple and Google after both companies removed Fortnite from digital storefronts. Meanwhile, Epic was fined $520 million for unwanted in-game purchases made between January 2017 and September 2020 in Fortnite. Epic's also been generous with revenue splitting from offering 40% of Fortnite revenue to content creators using the Unreal Editor for Fortnite. Two months ago, the company announced the Epic First Run, a program for third-party developers to keep 100% of the profits from its newly released exchange to make its new titles timed exclusives on the Epic Game Store. And Epic already takes a smaller cut for games released on its digital storefront, charging only 12% in contrast to the industry standard of 30% as seen on its competitor Steam. To help ensure it's expanding its revenue streams, Sweeney revealed that Epic plans to increase the price of Unreal Engine, but unlike the situation with Unity, Epic does not plan to make it more expensive for game developers, rather Epic will make it move to a seat-based software pricing model where customers pay for seats or how many people can access the software. What was the name of the Red Dead Redemption 2 dude who's like the leader of Arthur Morgan's Arthur Morgan's group that was always like, one more job, just one more job, and we'll get there? Like, what was his name? Because I get Michael. Those, it, was not, it wasn't Michael, it might have been Isaac. Uh, um, Dutch. Dutch, yeah. I get such Dutch vibes of like, well, where where was the the, the metaverse thing he uh, he said of like, yeah, we're right sizing, like we're gonna we're we're not we're not right sizing, right? We're the right size, but we're like you know we're trying to make this dream of the metaverse happen, and it's like stop making that dream happen. That's how you got here, right? Like the fact that the in the story they're talking about them overspending, they're talking about them you know doing the insane revenue split, and also we're talking about them doing like the hey we're gonna sue Apple and Google for this this app store situation. I think all that stuff would be fine and good if you had if you were taking care of these 850 employees that were losing their jobs, right? Like if that was a thing that was managed well on the financial side and you weren't risking the lives of 16% of your workforce, then that's all that's all good and well. 
But for the fact that you're overspending and your failure in 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 uh, in these realms is leading to this amount of people losing their jobs, that's terrible. Like that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it is, and you know it's it's the commitment to the future that they believe in this vision, and it just seems like man, is it worth this cost? I I think the answer is no. But they I mean, the, look at the, the answers. Yes. The one thing is we have stabilized our finances, so we won't run out of money as we build the metaverse. Like that's what you're that's what you're building towards. Like that is your end all be all of where you see the, uh, uh, this thing going. Like I think one, if you look around, if you look at all the people that are trying to make this metaverse shit happen, right? Like I feel like we're seeing way more people topple over and fall like you know trip over their own feet in the pursuit of this than the people that are successing. And I've I've said before that like yeah, I guess like if somebody's gonna success at this metaverse succeed at this metaverse thing, I could see it being epic with Fortnite and all. They this already shit. are. That's the they, thing. That's, and that's the thing it. is like. I think they've already hit what I guess the metaverse is because like the idea of it is like you fucking like, I don't know, hanging out with, with people virtually and creating almost this second, this second digital life for yourself and all this shit. Right. Like, I think that's kind of, that's the thing that video games have already had the potential to like, you know, see through and the thing that video games already do for people. And the thing that Fortnite already does for people, right? Like kids play Fortnite barely for the gameplay. They play it to hang out with their friends after school, right? They play it to like spend time with people. And then you have things like Epic Game Store, um, Unreal and Bandcamp and all these things that kind of help mold it together for people who are creators. I think trying to double down on it and like find new forays and new ways to like make the big waves maybe do like i'm not putting nft on them but like i'm sure in their minds they probably have that as a thing of like yeah what if you get an nft what if you get into web3 and all this shit it just seems like a bad strategy that i don't like i think once you get to the point where you're laying off 850 of your staff you have to look at yourself and go all right now let's scale back and figure out how to grow safely as opposed to taking these um these risks and chances that are gambling with our workers jobs right because we want to sue google and apple or we want to like give a crazy ass revenue split to our developers and all these things right like again on the developer side good hearted like i understand the vision there right and i think that is a thing that should happen but you should also make sure your employees have jobs like that should be first and foremost yeah man it's it's horrible uh, story number five, Super Mario Brothers Wonder demo appears at Switch kiosks in the U.S. This comes from Jordan Midler at VGC. Uh, Nintendo Switch demo kiosks in the U.S. now feature a demo for Mario Wonder. As spotted by at Nintendo, some U.S. stores have received an update to their demo kiosk that adds a playable demo for the upcoming platformer. The demo is reportedly available at selected Target, Walmart, and GameStop stores. It's unclear if the demo will be released on the Nintendo eShop at some point. Retail exclusive demos for games are rare, but not unheard of. Pretty cool. People can go get their, their jump, jump, hop, hop on. Yeah, I'm like, I, I like this for the nostalgia of it, because like, what I I don't remember the last time there was like an exclusive in-store demo for a thing. I guess PSVR had that for PlayStation VR one. Um, but yeah, I think these come few and far between. And I like I have flashbacks to my first time playing Sonic Adventure, and it was in a Best Buy, and I was playing a Dreamcast for the first time, and I was like, this is so cool. And I um I was gonna say Mario 64. I didn't do that for Mario 64. I was too young. I was like two years old. But like you know, I remember like having those moments. I think Game a GameCube was actually what I'm thinking of, like the Nintendo stuff of like playing a thing in Best Buy. And Wind like going Waker. home, the Wind Waker uh, demo was iconic. Oh, was it? No, I definitely. Oh wasn't yeah, Wind that Waker. that was like the the one where you uh, sneak through sneak. the. Um, I forget what the hideout is called, but essentially where Ganondorf is uh, early on in the game. 
Dude, demos were the damn thing back yeah, in the day. They were. Like, I was so really excited were. to go to Best Buy or GameStop and just like hang see out and up. play a game. Toys R Us, man. Up. The little game area. That's where I remember playing uh, Web of Shadows for the first time was uh, Toys R Us. It was hell sick yeah. as hell. Dude. Barrett, blessing. Mm-hmm. It's October 6th, 2023. We're yeah. 14 days away from a brand new 2D Mario platformer. And 14 days away from Blink-182's new album. And like 12 <laughs> or 11 days away from, from a new 2D Sonic God, we're, I, I, I saw there was an article I saw the other day that was like, I think it was somebody asking Nintendo about like, oh, you see Sonic is coming out like real soon. And they're like, what a coincidence. <laughs> like, like it was very much like, oh, wow, who would have thought like kind of, kind of response that made me laugh. Um, God, new yeah, Mario is such exciting. Like, I, I don't think that's really hit me yet. It hasn't hit me, man. Yeah. God damn. I, I'm, I'm a little scared, guys. A little scared. What, you, we'll what are you scared of? He's scared of the I, drugs. That's what it is, because it's a tricky game. I'm not game. scared of the drugs, guys. <laughs> I'm not I'm not scared of the drugs. I'm just scared that it's not going to be what I need it to be. A really? new 2D Mario. I don't want it to just be another new 2D Mario. It can't be. And like the the word new, I don't use lightly, you know? Uh, I, I need this to be like magic, mm. but we'll see. We'll see. I know, so lofty expectations, about, but they can hit it. In that same conversation about um, our fuck, well, my same conversation with Roger last night about soccer. I forget what I was talking about before with him, but like we were talking about um, like the kind of funny review schedule or whatever. And um, I was saying about how like, you know, Alan Wake 2 is coming up soon. But I think after all these big AAA games that I've been playing, like I'm not. I don't know if I'm already, if I'm like in the right mood for an Alan Wake 2. And all of a sudden I was like, yo, maybe I'll just take the bullet, you know? Maybe I just focus in on playing some Sonic and playing some Mario. I'll let Greg and Andy take play the Alan bullet. Wake 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Greg and Andy play some Alan Wake 2. And I'll just focus in on Sonic Mario. Maybe Lords of the Fallen, who knows? Like I I'll we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for our 2D platformers. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, story number six, Redfall update adds 60 frames per second performance mode for Xbox Series X and S players, stealth takedowns, and more. Uh, this comes from Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central. This is one where this is breaking news as we started, and I added it during the show. It's a bunch of bullet points. You can stop whenever. Yeah, no, exactly. It, look, it's enhanced. There's a performance mode, improved PC performance. Uh, there's fixing a bunch of issues with the game settings, a bunch of the AMD FSR stuff, like all the fancy bells and whistles. Cool, great, this is good news. Too little, too late, whatever you want to say, at least it's being fixed. And I do think that for all the shit that we talk about video games and how annoying it is that there's firmware updates and there's all this stuff and why don't games just work, it also means that when broken games are broken, they can be fixed. And I feel like we've seen examples of that recently a whole bunch of times over the last couple of years. Um, I don't know that this is going to turn the story and narrative around on Redfall, but hey, at least it's being fixed, right? When this uh, story popped, it was directly, it was posted as a blog post, right? And usually when that happens, I try to Google the, like, the game news to like see if an article has popped up from a outlet because usually like those are more succinct as opposed to like me diving into developer notes of all these different patch notes and stuff so i so once the news popped i typed in redfall into google and i got a bunch of stories about how redfall currently has three con- concurrent steam players three well like, these three 0. people are gonna be so stoked 60 frames per second and they're finally going to be able to stealth kill people in a arcane game how wild is that bless that's insane actually <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about it that way <laughs> like 
that they should have a template that is the copy paste stealth kill <laughs> template. I'm like, oh yeah, just copy it over from Dishonored or Deathloop or Prey or Dishonored Two. Death the Outsider. You think we're ever gonna get a Dishonored Three? Yeah, that was rumored in the things. I think, no, it was right? that was like that was in the in the Microsoft leaks that they yeah. want to make Dishonored Three. Hmm. The Dishonored Three sounds so far away though. If I want to know what's coming to Bob and Grab shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do, 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 yeah. Out today, we got Borderlands 3 on the Switch. <laughs> Fuck you. No, it's not. That's a lie. Don't lie to me, Tim. We have uh, NHL 24 on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. And on the Switch, somehow, Detective Pikachu has returned. Uh, you can play Detective Pikachu 2. It's out now. Uh, new dates for you. Leica, Age Through Blood, launches October 19th on PC. Salt Sea Chronicles uh, launches on October 12th on PS5, Switch, and PC. Karma uh, <laughs> Zoo launches November 14th on Xbox Series, PS5, Switch, and PC. <laughs> Andy just slacked with a question that I was asking you guys right before the fucking show started. And I just think it's very funny. Sorry for the distractions here. Um, <laughs> Where, where are we at here? I'm uh, having a day, y'all. This is a fucking Friday, okay? It's a Friday. It's a Friday Strap from in. home, and it's the three of us, and I feel like whenever that happens, it's just, it's a vibe. I started I started this off calling Gustavo <laughs> KK Slider. <laughs> you yeah. know how this is going to go. Exactly. That was that was absolutely great. Uh, you can go to kindofo.com slash your wrongs. Let us know what we get wrong as we screw it up. Um, the This comes from Nano, the Bethesda deal. This is just editorializing here, but I'm going to read it anyways. Bethesda deal closed on March 9th, 2021, and announced 20 Bethesda games on Game Pass on March 11th, 2021. A two-day turnaround from act- acquisition mm. to releasing games on Game Pass. Tim, we don't know, negotiate with terrorists. Don't don't read the editorializing. You know? You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but uh, but also just for because I I know you wanted them to talk about it on next cast. We have uh, brought that up before. Um, but I think it would be a fun topic for sure of like, let's try to predict the timeline of like predicting the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Good headline. That's you know a good headline. I mean? Yeah. Um, that's all we fucking got there because we're fucking badass ballers. Bless. We're badass and we're ballers, except on the soccer field. Um, next week, hosts look a little bit like this. Monday, it's me and Greg. Tuesday, it's Greg and Bless. Wednesday, it's Bless and Andy. Thursday, Bless and me. Friday, me and Bless. Oh, yeah, baby. It's a standard oh, yeah. week. Yeah. I think Andy's is Wednesdays now. <laughs> I don't know if we ever fix uh, just, That's just how things happen. You know what I mean? It changes one week, and then we just never change it back. But Yeah, fun. I was like, is that – like I? because when you do Google Calendar, if you have a recurring event, sometimes you're going to accidentally click change every, like, subsequent event after it. So I didn't know if it was that where, like, Andy was supposed to be on for one week, but because somebody misclicked something, now he's just been on every that's single Wednesday. That's what it is. That's okay. what it is. But it's okay. It's all it's fun. Okay. I love, well, I love Andy on Games Daily. I love Andy on Games Daily so much that I think it'd be fun if he joined us right now for the post show that we're about to do. Uh, but let me close out the show because this has been kind of funny. Games Daily each and every weekday. We fucking hang out with you guys. We talk about stuff. You know the damn deal. You've been doing it all the time. And if you don't do it all the time, welcome. You newbie. Get used to it. Come hang out every weekday, 10 a.m. live. And then after this, we do a stream. After that, we do podcasts. We do a whole bunch of stuff. But until then, I love you. Have a wonderful day. I forgot how you outro this one. <laughs> Good job, Tim. You nailed it. I nailed it, everybody. Nailed it.
we gotta do a games cast sometimes it's like a we like a retrospective we go through and we like go game by game of games that were reviewed and given review scores and go do you stand by this review score? Love that. Mm, yeah. That's a good one. I see, like, people, people in chat are like arguing back and forth about Deathloop being a 10 out of 10 or not. And I'm like, I'm like, huh, you know, I've not thought about Deathloop in like two years. Mm. And I wonder if that says something. Mm. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if that's some, some would say it's the, the pop album of Arcane. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a fucking great game. It's a fucking yeah. great game. But not but their do best. I still stand by my t- my not... five out of five. And also, mm. did I even give it a five? Yeah, out of five? I don't think we did the. Uh, I don't know if we had the review scale at that point. I like that though. I'm gonna bounce out. Andy's gonna join because everyone likes him better. Bye. Bye. That's not true, Tim. That's that's not true. Yeah. Some would say that it wouldn't definitely wouldn't make top ten uh, this year. This year. Hmm. It would. Are, are you talking about do like? Are, are you it talking would. about like kind of funnies overall top ten? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. No, I think it's I think it's making top ten. Maybe number ten. Maybe number ten. Think about it. That game was a fun ass game. I mean, the only thing about two years. Yeah. The only thing that I got beef with with Deathloop is that it is very. Also, Andy, do you want to turn on your uh, camera? Yeah. Sorry. 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 It hold, uh, definitely, I think, hold your hand too much in like the um, like putting all the things together and figuring out what the route is to like do everything in the right order. Like they organize all that shit for you, and I think they do that to make it a bit more easy for like just the regular casual player. But I think that took away a lot of like the magic and like what really was exciting about the idea of that game. You know, being able to like kind of go in and and figure out how to kill all these people at once. Like that should have been the puzzle. It should have been this grand puzzle, but it wasn't a puzzle, right? It was very much it. It, it right, presented it itself you. as a puzzle, and then it was like kind of and then the holding. video game seem started to show yeah. yeah yeah but like that game like that game is a fun game to play because like, the, the gameplay is still is yeah man the it's stealth still, is great the yeah. upgrades are great the guns are sick as hell the abilities and that was something i was i, I think i, I mean was the, the, there was two abilities about. everybody blinked you just blinked <laughs> well you gotta blink because there was, there was the seven abilities ability. that you just used to <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of what just happened and, and honestly the gunplay was what i was worried about the most and they uh they did the thing man Gunplay was cool. Wouldn't make my top ten. Um, welcome in, gamers. Oh, are we? Are they doing your wrong ass nightlife in the chat? We did that yeah, we already. Did, we did your wrong. How about Open you watch your the show? <laughs> Who said that? Night was that nightlife? Nightlife, yeah. Ban yourself. <laughs> nightlife, thanks for being here. Appreciate you very, very much. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's the prime time super chat, super time Friday post show. I had to look at the calendar real quick. I was like, is it Friday? <laughs> I hope it's Friday. No, it's so hot in my room. I don't know if you guys are feeling this. Yeah. Oh, TGIF. yeah. I, I imagine Andy's feeling it because when it's uh, the morning time, that's when the sun is really beaming down on his side of the no, house. No, 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 no. I don't start to feel it until like 1 or 2 p.m. Oh, interesting. That's okay. when it hits like 80 degrees. But right now I got the AC pumping 75 degrees. Who cares about the environment? Um, yeah. Let's read your super chats. Let's read your resubscriptions. Welcome in, everybody. Tommy Goodale resubscribed for 29 months total. Thank you for uh, time, Tommy Goodale. And Kingus Dingus gifted 10 subs about uh, 30 minutes ago. Didn't need any fanfare. Didn't need any, like, thanks. Just 30 minutes ago, gifted 10 subs. Thank you, Kingus Dingus. Thank you, too. Derifto for 36 months of support. By the way, Kingus Dingus says, my birthday is the 27th. Here's some subs. Well, happy early birthday, I guess, in three weeks or whatever. <laughs> happy early birthday in three weeks for Halloween time. 
Uh, thank you to El Capitan for $10 Super Chat. Keep saying, Factions 2 will be pared down, simplified from the original version, then released, packed in with PS5 skew of The Last of Us 2 to coincide with Season 2 of the show. Business-wise, it's the smartest option left. I mean, it depends on what, like, what is Last of Us Factions, right? Like, if they're trying to make it a, like, a Destiny-style, like, you know, um, persistent world that you can explore and, like, come back to a hub world and, like, talk to Ellie at your base. It wouldn't be Ellie, but, like, talk to somebody at your base and, like, do all that stuff. I don't think that's a thing that you can just <laughs> pare down and put in a, like, in a Last of Us 2, right? Like, I think that's something that you would just have to, like, scrap. You know, if Last of Us, if Last of Us Factions was just a mode... Or if there was a mode within there that worked or something, then like I could see you figuring it out. But for what they talked about in terms of what Last's part or Last's factions it, uh, being, it felt way more larger scale than something that they can just pare down into a mode and, and release with with um, uh, another thing. And so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be able to happen. It, it would, but here's the thing: is like they've they've cut down the the team, right? It does seem like they're they're gonna their vision for the game is gonna be smaller, and it would be hilarious, right? if it really did come full circle of like the expectations that factions two or whatever it was called was going to come out originally with the last of us part two. And then they were kind of quiet on that. And then eventually they're like, no, we're not going to release it at the same time just because we want it to be its own thing. We got, we're going to put a lot of uh, extra work into it. And then years later, it just ends up releasing with the remaster. I think that'd be hilarious. That'd be very funny. You go turn a quest to Ellie, and she's just like, I just killed 90 more people. Yeah, she has, like, blood all <laughs> so over her. so fucked up. She has, like, somebody's, like, fucking... There's, there's so many kids and families and mothers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my man. God, Ellie. I was looking for Abby. What could I I'm say? I'm just trying to get some XP. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ellie, uh, Thank Smell you, <laughs> Dean Files, for a $20 super chat. Appreciate you. Dean Files says, longtime listener, first time live and chatting. Hopefully this is the first of many Super Chats. As y'all are always on point, this is a two-for-one. Support for y'all and self-plug to check out my newest hip-hop album, Chain Reaction. Everybody look for Dean Files' Chain Reaction. Thank you for your $20. I was, I was going to say, should we listen to it live on air and then like give a live review? Background music. Jason then, uh, Williams. like, what if we don't like it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you just paid 20 bucks to hear a shit on you. Yeah. I mean, we don't got to shit on them. We just ignore it, you know? No, I'm going to be honest. I got to be honest. You know, it's hip-hop. But, but, I mean, he wasn't even asking for a review, though. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I'm asking for it. (laughs) Barrett, don't find the album. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Jason Williams, $5 Super Chat, says, uh, asks, favorite Perry? I think Ghost of Tsushima has a better feeling with the slow-mo, but Sekiro sounds better and is less impactful. Oh man, I think Sekiro like has it by a mile. I love the feel of it. I love the sound of it. I love the implementation of it. I love that it builds up the stagger so you can get the final blow. Everything about Sekiro's parry is the perfect. I think it goes Sekiro and then Tyler. No, like here's the thing though. Nice. That was a good joke. Thank you. Oh, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then Platypus number three. Um, the thing is, the sound like. Are we talking perfect blocking or are we talking a parry that then leads to another move? You know what I mean? Like it cause Sekiro, you're just you're ding 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 all the time. And I would yeah. consider that like you're 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 blocking attacks, you know. A parry to me always means that you're kind of like following it up. Oh, maybe not. He, I mean, or or you're me. fucking or you're fucking them up, like 
hey, I'm coming in for this big attack. Nope, I'm going to Dark Souls parry you. Boom. And it like, mm. oh, it like fucks them up. You know what I mean? See, I, I think in gaming, parry is like about the timing of like you have it's a it's like some kind of counter or some type of block that you have to hit at the perfect moment. Like in addition, in addition to parry, you might have a regular block, which I think is the, see, it's been so long since I played Sekiro. I think you can hold the block button in Sekiro to take less damage, but you have to like parry to actually like yeah. know, not take damage. Um, to me, that's what a parry is. I guess I my my ideal like if you know if aliens were to come down from Earth uh, to Earth mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this Tom DeLonge guy, he was right. <laughs> they're from Earth because they they are here. Right, and then they're like, uh, what does a parry in a video game look like? I would show them Dark Souls one, two, three, with a shield. When somebody goes mm-hmm. in for an attack and you time it, poof, and that's like a fuck no you're not you know what i mean everything else if it isn't if the enemy isn't reacting in a way that like fucks them up i don't like i don't consider it a parry interesting i guess i mean for me in a similar way right like when i think of what is the quintessential default parry for whatever reason i think of assassin's creed and maybe it's because that was like the mechanic that i'd always abuse in that game where like you'd wait for somebody to attack and then you press a button and then like you'd literally like it was like a literal parry of you like deflect their sword and then immediately go and stab them. Mm, Cause that's like a repost or a repost yeah. or whatever the hell. Yeah. That said, I'll, I do, I throw in fighting game parries in the conversation. Mm. Um, like playing as um, what was it? Ike in smash that has a, a down B uh, parry. I feel like fighting game parries are very much like a, a strong example. I like it. Great question. Jason Williams, uh, CJ splits on with a $2 super chat. What would be your hype game announcement at the Game Awards? Wolverine 2024. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. God, too soon. Could you imagine? That'd be wild. Rock City would... comes out. Suicide Squad. I say Rock City comes out. They say Suicide Squad. Canceled. Whoa. Here's the spiritual successor to Arkham Knight. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That would be cool. Um... I would say, man, if like, if maybe we like uh, ultimate dream, like totally throwing out all realism, I would say uh, Metal Gear's back and Kojima's heading it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We're doing anything. Like throwing away all realism, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or oh, man, new Nintendo pop. hardware would be cool, but that's like a more of a directing. But still, I'd want to see it. I, I want to see like, hey, check uh, Keely to be like, it is finally happening, and he's like all stoked that we. <laughs> and it's basically just like a Nintendo game at sixty frames per second at like in ten eighty p at least, you know, <laughs> minimum. Oh, yeah. God, I oh man. I think a lot of PlayStation stuff happens at Game Awards. I'm trying to think of like what realistically could show up at Game Awards. Somebody in chat mentioned like Corey Barlog's new IP, and I think oh, that would be sick as hell. I would yeah. love to see a new IP announcement from PlayStation, even though I feel like a new IP like I, that's something you might save for a PlayStation showcase. But it's happened before. Last of Us One was announced at Game Awards, if you remember, and so yeah, like something like that, right? Like a new Sony Santa Monica game or like a Naughty Dog single player game, that'd be sick. Yeah, or an Astrobot Rescue Mission Two. That's not in VR. <laughs> Bloodborne remake. It's good From Blue Point. Com- Ring um, Tommy Goodale, five dollars super chat. 
Hey, Blessing, any thoughts on kind of future Game of the Year edition where the kind of funny crew tries to guess where the best friends stand on various Game of the Year categories? What's funny is that I literally have a document, a Game Showdown document that I'm working on. Um, game Showdown coming soon. Not too soon, but at some point. Um, and in there, I have something written down called... Um, it's not called kind of feudy game of the year edition, but I have like a game in there colon game of the year edition. Like I'm working on a game of the year edition version of a game. I think for kind of feudy, the thing that makes kind of feudy fun is like how varied the questions are. So like if it is, if I'm doing just a, you know, what was the best soundtrack for 2021 or whatever? Like I think too many of those stacked up um, in the same episode can get kind of like, you know, it can be not as interesting because like i gotta play i'd also try to play to people's strengths right like i identify greg as somebody who's terrible with dates i identify in actually i don't know what andy's um weak spots are but like you i know what dates date, like as in like when what's game of the year 2013 like if i ask that oh okay yeah gotcha gotcha not like romantically uh um, gotcha okay but yeah, like I know Greg is totally gonna gonna slip over those questions or trip over those questions. I know Andy, if I ask anything, it's like name like my weakness is perimeter defense, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I know what I know what the questions are gonna appeal to Andy. I know what questions are gonna appeal to Tim. And so like I always try to find some kind of you know good mixture of Tim, Andy, Greg, and then like stuff that's gonna appeal to all or none of them um and make sure it's all balanced and so i feel like if i did a full game of the year thing you might see maybe tim take it away right or like andy maybe take it away all the way like i feel like that's where you get into oh man one person is is killing it i want to propose that we do uh similar to what we would do at e3 when we'd give away our little awards right and it's like picture of my face to whatever game and picture of greg's face to whatever game but it's not like pictures of faces it's like we give away in addition to our game of the year stuff we have like our top three like best feeling mechanic and you know when we name like our best feeling mechanics of the year go to you know uh breaking somebody's weapon in lies of p you, you just want to shout out breaking somebody's weapon in lies of p well no i'm also just thinking of like the small subtopics that i would love to yeah. like give developers shout you know like the best maps or, or like a best map navigation like smaller things like that that we don't really shout out really it's always just like game of the year or nothing you know what i mean best art yeah. style like i would love to kind of vote on smaller subtopics like that. that's what giant like giant bombs game of the year podcasts have been my favorite podcast since like 2015 or whatever whenever i started listening and they would always have topics like that of like what was the moment of the year right talking about like in-game moments or like what was the biggest surprise or what was the um you know best style right like they would find like the very unique categories where they would be able to each argue for their um top three um and i'm with it like i want to i think a best boss battle category or best boss well, fight category yeah. for this year would be such a banger category because there have been soundtrack. so many dope um boss fights so yeah best soundtrack we kind of we kind of do do that a little bit with our podcast like our gamescast episode before the game of the year episode because there's always like the first week where we do categories and then the second week where we do actual like countdown but i would love to get more creative with it Whereas, yeah, it's, like, I, I think when we do it, it's usually us just saying 
what do we predict is going to win Jeff's award and what do we think is going to what and what do we want to win? But I'd love to, for it to be a more of an official thing. Like, yeah. well, no, we do. We do like the official. I don't know if we did it this last year, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But like before we have done like, all right, what are our picks? Yeah, win? like it, it's Who's not it, it's less of a voting thing, but you guys will do like, hey, like this is here's like a category. Let's talk about like what, what our favorite thing was personally from this category, you know? Yeah, I want to make like much of a big that. of a deal of it. Yeah, I want to make like a big deal of it. I want to like give devs flowers as opposed to like, mm. well, you got to listen to the po full podcast to see if we gave you an award, y'all. <laughs> like, you know, I would love to like have a tweet thread of like, here's what kind of funny's be best categories for best character art, best whatever the fuck, best uh, best parry. You know, we could put that in there as well. Mm. Paolo Tapasa with the five dollars super chat says Starfield shipbuilding is cool, but it's got nothing on Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts vehicle builder. Thank you for your five dollars super chat. I think about um, ne never never smoke it. weed in super chat at the same time. Yeah, you ever? What was the last time y'all booted up Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts? Never. If you boot it up sometime. Because that game looks insane. That game has an insane <laughs> art style. <laughs> oh, I remember. Like it, I remember. It looks weirdly, like, polished and stylized in a way where it's... I think it was kind of ahead of its time. And, like, you look at it and you're like, what the fuck? Art style? Why, why is everything so shiny and polished in this game? It's Everything's, like, sweaty and wet looking. Yeah, it's like... I boot I booted it up maybe for the first time in like maybe 2019 or something, and I was shocked by how that how that game looks. <laughs> I was like, why is everything so fucking? Why is the lighting so good in this game? <laughs> Foo Fencer, with 19 months of resubscription, use a Prime member if you got that Amazon Prime, you got that Twitch Prime as well. Thank you to TD Wolfpack for 30 months total using Tier One. Says continuing on from this week's PSLVXOXO, what is one thing Andy and Barrett would do if they were in charge of PlayStation? Bloodborne remaster remake mm, number mm, one like mm. number one in fact I heard that's why Jim Ryan quit because he couldn't beat Father Gascoigne like, I heard he was like this, this I, I need like I, I this game's stupid I'm trying to cancel it but nobody will let me so I'm retiring mm. I heard that's the reason why yeah yeah uh if I was head of PlayStation uh I would sell off the Days Gone IP who's gonna buy it you know I don't know. Just you get it out of my house. At it? Like... <laughs> Just get it out of my house, you know? Hmm. I mean, you know, kind of act... But right now, you're kind of acting like Days Gone is just like a... Like a beat-down car kind of in your front lawn. <laughs> yeah. it's like, uh, DG I, need, I, need, I need some garbage man to come pick this yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, and every, every once in a while, man, you got to do it. You I need to clear it out of here. Um, I, I would... Racer would snatch it up. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. There you go. I would make a better controller. You know. Damn. Maybe okay. a controller that lasts. I mean, like, they did. It's know. called the DualSense Edge. Maybe one that lasts like several hours. Give me offset sticks. Offsets better. Um, yeah. Two dollar super chat from Co-op sixty four with a two dollar super chat says, "What are the four must plays this year for both of you?" Baldur's Gate. Um, four must plays. Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, freaking <laughs> Gollum. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's a twist. Didn't see that one coming. I, I mean, can't I'm, think of a fourth. Four must plays. I'm going Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going Baldur's Gate 3. I'd say play Baldur's Gate twice. 
Wow. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Baldur's Gate three. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Hi Fi Rush. And then, who? Why are y'all forgetting the game that fucking rips? Oh, you're right. You're right. Cyberpunk: Phantom Liberty. No. God damn it. Ghost Runner two, coming up soon. Armored Core fucking jabronis. I don't even know if Armored Core will be in my I... top ten. We'll see. Really? Yeah, we'll that see. That makes me sad. It's for sure. It's for sure in my top ten. Yeah. I'm still curious on Andy's top ten. Cause like, I, 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 I couldn't even know how to formulate it right now. There's a good chance I do the math. I'm like, oh, Armored Core six, <laughs> but like, I just don't know right now. It's either, for... it's either seven on my list or it's gonna be twenty two. Cause like, you forget all the other big ass titles that came out. You know what I mean? It's just like this year yeah. was so insane. I dude. know. Like, who can forget Man, EA PGA Tour? <laughs> Cause like, I think about, I think through this year, and I'm like, Amen. I can't get to ten yet. Like, there, there yeah. are like hella good games. Like, you know. I, pl I played Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I played most of that game, didn't finish it. I was like, all right, cool. I don't think it would be, be my top 10. I played RE4 Remake, right? And like, these are games where I'm like, I think naturally they might fit in my top 10 just by happenstance, but I'm not passionate about putting them in my top 10. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you where it's like, I, I can't deny that this is, uh, I, I don't want to get back into this conversation again, Bless, but like, mm -hmm. this is definitely one of the best uh, video game years of all time. Uh, whether it's the best or not, that's a different conversation, right? Sure. For me, things. for for me personally, I think it's been like a solid year. But that's because, and that's just this year is just great because of how many different types of games there are for anybody, right? So, yeah, I yeah. feel that. I feel that. I, it's I a lot of me, variety, like, a lot of quality across the board. Yeah. Like we, if, if for me, like I think back to 2020, and I'm like, man, it was tough to like nail down a list that I didn't feel like I was leaving something out. Right when I'm like, oh man, okay, Last of Part Two's got to be in there. Ghost Shima's got to be in there. Hades got to be in there, right? Like Final Fantasy Seven Remake's got to be in there. And like, you know, I I felt like it was like a fuck. How do I make space for these games? <laughs> how do I make space for these games? Miles Morales, Spider Man, right? Like fucking Demon I, I, Demon Souls was in mine, but like Demon Souls came out that year. Astro's Play Playroom 2020 was fucking insane, and I felt like I couldn't like get all the things that I wanted to get into my top ten that year. This year, like. My top 10 feels fairly straightforward in a way where I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I might as well put RE4 remake in there. You know, like, I guess I might, like, who knows? By the time I get there, maybe fucking Star Wars should I survivors getting in there, even though I wasn't fucking in love with that game. Mm. Just because, like, it's, the, it's been that kind of year for me, right? Like, when I look at my list right now, it's Zelda, Street Fighter Six, Hi-Fi Rush, Cyberpunk, Armored Core Six, Liza P, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Baldur's Gate 3. That's eight. God, I and, need to like, play Liza P. God, Liza P is so fucking good. I'll get to it eventually. Sombrero Conservative, thank you for your $5 super chat. Oh, bless you meeting your mic, I think. Hello, check one, two, check one, two. Right here. Oh, maybe you didn't. I don't know. I mean, could you hear him just now? Yeah, no, I heard him. Yeah, oh, okay, but okay, like, okay. I got gotcha. um, I saw, I, I, saw his, I thought I saw his mouth move and I was like, uh oh. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, Blessing, play Bombra Cyberfunk. Sound soundtrack alone is 10 out of 10. It deserves to be played, says Sombrero Conservative. I would love to. It's just the fact that review season doesn't stop. Like, I had that on my list. That and Sea of Stars were both on my list. Um, and once you get once, Blessing, once you pass them that exit on the interstate, it's like, mm -hmm. all right, I, I guess I'll wait till yeah. this later. That's the thing you is, know. like, at that time, I was reviewing Armored Core, and I was reviewing um, Moral Starfield. No, it was like it was like end uh, of okay. August yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. And then they came out on PlayStation at the beginning of September. Um, so yeah, I was like deep into Armored Core 6 in Starfield. And like the thing that really sucked for, for uh, Bomb Rush is that they didn't send out a review code. 
um and like it's tough for me to it was tough to like make time already but then yeah when it's the thing of like oh man now i gotta buy this game to then play it meanwhile i'm also playing starfield um and like i can't really fit in my schedule we're not going to do a review for it for kind of funny it's it's it was it was tough to make a reason for me to to, to play that game um with where you i'm know, at bless you know you can't complain about having to buy a game you know chat's gonna jump all over your ass <laughs> yeah Comments but like you're gonna jump all over your oh but, but, oh man but just buy a game dude just buy a fucking game for one yeah but they're wrong you know yeah like, that's, that's, mr. The, that's the main thing and, like as long as i'm right i don't care mr hawks with a two dollar super chat says phantom liberty spoiler cast win probably never yeah no it's too busy. Never. It's too yeah. busy. Um, Daniel Z gifted out a sub to Cyberbones. Ooh. Thank you, Daniel Z. Uh, really quick question for the both of y'all. When it gets to the end of the year, and I got to start like trying out games for game of the year voting, what should I prioritize first? Lies of P or getting back to Final Fantasy 16? Oh, man. How, how much Final Fantasy 16 did you play? Like six hours. I, like early spoilers, right? It's like I, I got like the second power and that's where i left mm -hmm. off man i kind of forgot yeah final fantasy 16 i would say uh i would say prioritize final fantasy 16 because you love big hype anime moments and that delivers mm. it back to back non-stop mm. okay. like mm. say what you will about the story and stuff like that i still think it it kept on delivering in ways where shit's happening on screen and characters are yelling with a sword and there's all these vfx you're just like man like i got tears in my eyes from hype right now i'm so excited about this yeah mm. i feel like final fantasy 16 might hit more for, for a barrier game um it's so, i think you would like Liza so P also, anime and but good. final fantasy 16 i think is one that would really hit for you bear anime i mean yeah liza p definitely hits um gameplay wise more in terms of well it uh, also i just I know you liked Elden Ring, but I don't really know how you felt about like Bloodborne and, and the other Souls games. I I, I liked Bloodborne. Uh, I think like the it was just like inventory management that like really uh, took me out of it. Whereas like playing the Liza P demo, I didn't feel that same frustration. So, mm. yeah, it'll, it'll I would be say difficult. Final Fantasy sixteen. I think mm. you would vibe with that more, even though I probably enjoy more consistently Liza P. Like I, I like the lows of Final Fantasy 16 are mainly just like kind of boring side quests or like the lows of Lies of P. I, I just feel like I'm consistently kind of enjoying the whole experience. How do you feel about this chatter saying uh, the, the bug abides says Final Fantasy 16. If you're trying to familiarize yourself with games in the game of the year category, Lies of P won't be in that conversation. How do you feel about that, Andy? That Lies of P won't be in the game of the year conversation. Game of the year conversation. Um. I think that's only true because we won't because we don't have a lot of Souls gamers in the studio. Mm. Like now we're well, getting more though. We're getting more. Sure. Every day. Yeah, but like I mean, it'll it's definitely easily in my top ten. But I mean, it's in it's in Janet's top ten probably also. Janet fucking loves Liza of Really? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. And my, her, Mike, sure Mike's been playing awesome it. I, th I think Mike's been enjoying it too, yeah. right? I think I think it'll be in kind of funny conversation. I don't know about the industry as a whole, but that's also just because it's such a like this year. There's there's such a variety of games that I don't I don't know if it's gonna end up in that final uh, nominations. But it also strikes me as a Sifu, where like. I think a, a lot of times when games hit, they'll hit for like pockets of people. And like Sifu wasn't really in the wide game of the year conversation for the industry as much as it was for Kind of Funny. Because Kind of Funny fucked with Sifu, right? Like I think Kind of Funny fucks with Liza P probably more than most people. 
Remember when CP didn't get like an Art Direction award? Or like, it's it's nominated for Best Fighting Game, though. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Sebastian with a $10 super chat says, Hey, Blessing, you said you like SZA, and my girlfriend and I's favorite artist named Gene Dawson did a song with her recently. You should check it out. It's great. He's I, also got some good albums you might like. I have listened to that Gene Dawson song. It came across my TikTok like weeks and weeks ago before it even came out. And as soon as I heard the snippet of the song, I um, favorited the video. And then I went and like I pre-saved that song on Spotify because it sounded like a banger. And then the, game, the song came out and it was a banger. And so you're absolutely right. Hmm. All right. Thank there you, you Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Bye-bye, little Sebastian. Miss you in the sad Somebody earlier in chat said, uh, buy a fucking game for once. Do I need to show you my fucking Steam library? I'm yeah. fucking <laughs> buying games left or right on fucking Steam not he's playing buying, them. He's buying my, games nonstop. My, okay. my thing is that I'm not going to pay $40 so I can talk about a game at work. Right? Like, I'm Bomb Bomber Cyberfunk, if I really wanted to play it, I'll, I'll definitely buy it. Right. If it was one where I'm like, I got time to play games and I'm looking for a game to play, like, yes, I would buy the game. But like the main reason I would play Cyberfunk would probably be to just talk about it on what you've been playing on, P on PS. I love you. And if I did that for every single game that people wanted me to play, I'm paying hundreds of dollars a year <laughs> for like for work. Right. Which is like I, that, at that case, I might as well just request a code is the thing. Yeah, I could probably expense it also, but also like. You know, I feel like this is a lot to go through for a game that I mean, yeah, possibly, gonna... I might I might touch for an hour and a half and then not go to like i don't want to waste the money if we're going to start expensing games like i'm owed thousands of dollars <laughs> yeah uh sebastian uh thank you once again for your ten dollars super chat gunham steven 91 months of support thank you gunham steven says let's go love you guys thank you for 91 months um darth arc 37 months of prime game and subscription appreciate you darth arc kyla rich 27 months and the final one today before me, Roger, Mike, and Nick hop into the Call of Duty beta is from Pickle Joystick with a $5 super chat. It says, you might not be able to say who, but is it already decided who's voting in the kind of funny game of the year? It's probably all of us again. Like the, yeah, yeah, like usually for game cast. of the year, we all, uh, like there's a doc that Greg will make and then we all kind of write our names next to like things we want to get nominated. And so it'll, for kind of funny, it's usually, it's always a group vote for who votes for the game awards. I oh. think mine should be weighted heavier because, like, really good at three-point shooting. Mm. Super good at, like, you know, uh, throwing a football. And so I feel like we should take in athletic accolades. But I, I think they're, I think they're really good at soccer. Yeah, I think they're asking more about, like, our personal KF uh, Game of the Year stuff, not the, the Keeley Awards. Um, yeah, that's what I would imagine. It's the same. Oh, that, yeah, I would well, imagine it's the I, same I, people. Yeah, then. I was answering, yeah. like, yeah, it's probably oh, just gotcha. the same amount of people. Yeah. yeah. Which is... Yeah, it's the X cast crew, yeah. PS I Love You crew, Games cast crew, and me, and Barrett, and maybe not, and not Gary Witta. Yeah, yeah. I feel I I I uh, replace Gary uh, Gary C because Gary just doesn't care, and I uh, direct all the games to the shows, and I play a lot of video games. Too many some so much there. Thanks for watching this super chat primetime post show. We appreciate you all, gamers. We'll uh, see you in a bit as we hop into some Call of Duty. Have a great weekend.